Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. Welcome back to the long-awaited next episode of Single High, Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com. If you all have forgotten who this is, because it's been a minute since we recorded, I am Frank Fatovich, one of your hosts for, eh, we'll see, probably the next hour or so, though. But uh, And I'm joined, as always, by the president of the Kyle Hamilton fan club and what feels like a long-lost friend, because it's been about a month or so. Since we last podcast, uh, Mr. Greg Flamong, how are you doing this evening, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Franklin. I'm so yeah. glad that you uh, sent me the uh, the message. It's like, are we going to pod? And it's like, yes. Yes, we should yes, do that. We need that was to fun. That was fun when we used to do that stuff. So fun. here we are. Here it we are. It was, it was a good time. You know, life. <laughs> Life has its way of getting in the way of these these hobbies uh, these days between that whole, you know, work thing that you got to do to pay bills and then babies and, and everything else. The yeah. world op- the world opening up again, at least in you know my neck of the woods, it was not that uh, it was kind of shut down there again. For, you know, January was not not a great time to be in uh, large metro areas in the Northeast. Uh, yeah, things- it's similar here, I think. <laughs> similar yeah. here. But now, man, I was now in. It's, now it's yeah, it's I all was, the way. I I was in Manhattan last week, and I was like, oh wow, there's like no signs of it, like anything going on anymore here. Yeah, I was like, yeah. my little suburb of, of New Jersey, there was more signs of of uh, of the remnants of of the last two years. But uh, <laughs> yes, it has been it's been a busy time. But I'm happy that we were podcasting tonight because uh, not only do I have a very strong beer to drink um, that I've been saving. Uh, in my refrigerator for for a podcast. We got football. We have real football being played, at least, you know, spring practice, uh, you know, at the University of Notre Dame. And we can start talking hypotheticals and uh, and start talking about some actual, you know, well, not 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 games yet, but, you know, actual football being uh, being practiced. Football footage. Football footage. Yeah, I think. Although, although. They're not really trying to give us too much footage, if any. No. Which, which no. is disappointing for me personally. That is true. Um, I have noticed have noticed that even though I've been busy and I'm going to open the beer. Uh, it's it's a triple IPA, folks. Uh, it's called Shimmy Yay is the name of the beer. 
from Twin Elephant Brewery in uh, Brewing uh, Brewery or Brewing Company. I don't know. In here, in uh, again, in New Jersey, it's a tiny little local brewery uh, that makes some great stuff. And I'm very excited for this because it's been sitting in my sitting in my refrigerator for like a month because I got it shortly after we podcast last, and I was like, I'm gonna save it. And now here we are. You 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 have just you're a beer connoisseur, man. Like I like I, I originally thought it was just like a uh, like a like kind of like a bit, but no, this is your life, and I yep. appreciate it. I I I I am all in on that. I like it, it when everyone has their thing. It's not. It is not just a bit, sir. It is. Uh, it is. It is. It's. It's my little. You know, end of. Well, not every day because uh, you know, gained a little too much weight during the pandemic. Uh, so not every day, but uh, it's like the little like uh, release after a long day of work, after uh, you know putting the baby down and all that. It's like ah, this is a nice way to nice way to relax. And uh, yeah, no, I do. I do enjoy good beers too. I don't just. Uh, there was, I saw one of our questions was made, made mention of Bud Light. Um, I'm not somebody who will like just be like, oh, I'm going to uh, uh, there's there's uh, you know, there's a Bud Light laying around. I'm just going to drink it. And I'll be like, eh. uh, I just say it's like, a, you know, people who like uh, good wines. I am. the yeah. I am, I'm the same with beer. Uh, although what's funny is like I have friends who are into it like more than me who can like taste a beer and be like. It's got the such and such hops or the this hops, and that's why it has this flavor. And I'm like, I should know all these things that you guys know because I drink just as much, uh, you know. But I don't. I just know like mm, that's good. And you know mm. what? This one is good. It's quite tasty. Um, and it's uh, it should make for for a good podcast here. So let let's jump into it and uh, let, let's start talking Notre Dame football again. Uh, you know, spring practice has started. As you mentioned, not a lot of footage coming out. There's not it. it, it there's you know, nothing. All right, let, let's let's. I was let's, just gonna say, like, there's not a whole lot coming out. There's. It's one thing to say there's not a lot. It, it, there's basically none, right? Yeah. It's it's they had the one day, the opening day of spring practice was um was last Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Thursday or Friday, and um the media got to go for like five periods. Right. And we got some film of that, which is basically just, you know, some one-on-one drills and the the stretching and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then we've had three or four practices since then. Yeah. with No media access at all, which, okay. I don't like that. All right. It, th- th- <laughs> you should just let them, just let them, just let them, see what's going on right like greg is unhappy well it's just like there's no reason other than like okay marcus freeman wants to run his practice maybe a certain kind of way wants to get a feel for how it all works and that sort of thing that's fine but like i don't know i i feel like the media has been able to go to practices before not just at notre dame but all over the place and they are able to you know keep state secrets secret right and and but there's there's so the media isn't allowed which is okay fine right no media but then like last year you know they they would do the three-minute clip after every practice every Mm -hmm. spring practice there was a three-minute clip showing like highlights of the day yeah and 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 it's not like those clips were used to like seriously like put down any player or 
like show like they're that they, they can put out whatever they want right it's carefully curated however right so you can highlight players to your heart's content and it was a good thing right like it was it got people excited right and it's not a it's not a question of like oh because like last year right like you you look at that and you think oh you're gonna see a bunch of deep balls and and then uh, you know maybe that didn't really manifest itself which is fine but like at least it was something to kind of engage with the program whereas this one it's like i've looked at the Notre Dame football account today there's the the last anything they put out from practice was three photos six days ago Uh why what is going on? I don't know. It's weird because what's what's pretty interesting about this all is it's like um in 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 coverage or access, I should say in general, is like just completely inverted from the Brian Kelly era to to now. Cause like I feel like there was more yeah, to your point, there was the the videos that were that released last year and in previous years. But at the same time, I feel like there was less access to assistant coaches, less access to some of the players, specifically some of the younger players. And Freeman's almost like inverted that where there's less access to like the football aspects. And I mean, hell, we heard more from John McNulty in the brief period that he was <laughs> on, that he was on Marcus Freeman's staff than he was when he was on Brian Kelly's staff. And, but it's like it's all the assistant coaches that it, it seems like he's given them more, you know, more time with the media. He's given the For players sure. more time with the media. So it, it's an interesting um, reversal, I guess, of, you know, how how he's how he's playing it. I think there's things you could look into it that are positive of, you know, previous coach wanting it to be, you know, everything coming from him and you know him kind of controlling, you know, all narratives um, I, maybe it was more about it wanting it to be about him. I don't know. I saw something floating around on on the Twitter machine today about a hashtag BK takeover uh, for LSU. I didn't know what that was all about, but it seemed, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see your reaction. Uh, there, there's something weird, but that uh, that that they're doing with that. Um, but it, it's it's interesting that like Freeman. If anything, I feel like you, you know we're seeing Freeman less than Kelly. And he's really elevating his assistants. He's giving his players more, more of a, you know, more of a podium, so to speak, or more of a, more of the spotlight. But yeah, it the lack of anything really, um, like tangible is is been is been interesting. And hey, we'll see. I mean, if it if it if if it changes again, maybe they are. You know, there's there's a lot of new pieces to this staff. So maybe, you know, their first couple weeks, they're going to be a little more guarded. I don't know. But um, it is interesting because it does feel like even though practice has been going for a week now that it's like, okay, like normally we're already hearing like player X, Y or Z is, is, you know, turning heads or they're really moving up the depth chart already or they're impressing. We're not not hearing a ton of that at least i haven't you know in, in terms of you know reports or you know other uh, other pods out there so it's been interesting it, it's but it, the point is is like even if you did it's based on things that people are told and mm-hmm. that's not what you're told is subjective right yeah, like exactly someone else comes up like if i want to hear it from somebody who wasn't there right right so like i agree the good news is is that you know saturday is open there you go and um our sports daily like jamie's gonna be there which is nice because then i can talk to jamie and he can tell me this is what i saw 
right? And then it you can talk to me. It's going to be great. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and all down the and all down the chain, right? But like, <laughs> but you could we could talk about like this is what we he saw at practice, and it doesn't have to be, you know, that's true. Anything from anything, and it, it, you know, look, there's always something to glean. Anytime you can get your eyes on the team, you can always glean something. Yep. And sometimes it's super meaningful, and sometimes it isn't. But at least it's something that's substantive, true, rather than. You know, oh, such and such said X player looks great, right? Well, what does that mean, yeah. right? Like, what's great to me is great is different to somebody else. So, you know, I some people have the the mind of like, well, it's spring, I don't care, it doesn't matter, and it's like, okay, like that's fine, right? If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and that's you know, but like, it's still, it still kind of stinks in my yeah. opinion. That's yeah, just I how agree. I feel about it. What's well, because we're all anxious for football. We want to know. We want to know, you know, which of the early enrollees looks the best. We want to know all that stuff. So, right. But you know, with with a la- without that information really out there, you know, right now, uh, at least you know until till the weekend once that open practice does happen, you know, what who are some of the players that you 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 you're hoping to find some news out about like players that, you know, maybe a week ago today or whenever, you know, two weeks ago coming into the spring, you were like, Hey, I would love to, you know, I'm interested to see what such and such does in the first week. And if, if, uh, you know, if they're going to, you know, build on what, you know, you know, whatever, who, who are some of those players you're, you're specifically looking out for? Um, I want to know, okay. I want to know about the, I want to know about the corners. I want to know about the young corners, right? So, like, I think Clarence Lewis and um, Bracey, they should be. I don't know. We we kind of know what they are, right? So it's right. not like it's not like, um, and, it, and obviously they can make improvements. It's not like they can't, but we know what those guys are about, right? So, um, you know, that's a that's a we're gonna have to find out during games kind of situation. But like, we don't know anything about Ryan Barnes, really. We don't mm-hmm. know anything about. Philip Riley. We don't know anything about, you know, Chance Tucker or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jaden Mickey for that matter, right? We don't know about him. So you want to you want to know like how are they doing? How are yeah. they are they are they getting to the point where we're talking about they can compete for playing time, right? Like are they going to be are they good enough to where they can be trusted, right? Who are they going up against in practice? Are they going up against? Um, you know, Jaden Thomas and Matt Salerno and Joe Wilkins are are they taking reps against uh, guys like Braden Lindsay and Lorenzo Styles? Right? Yeah. Is that are they ready to graduate to that level? Um, how's Deion Colsey? Right? How mm. is Deion Colsey um, working? Because there's no Cam Hart, so is how is he doing against Clarence Lewis? How's he doing <laughs> against Tariq Bracy um, or Ramon Henderson? You know, if they put him over there, um, you know, guys like that. Right. Or Ryan Barnes, who's who's his grade and um, similar body types. Right. So, like, how is he doing there? I'm curious to hear about those things. Um, I think the linebackers just like where who's playing where who that's that, yeah. that, that that's my number one. And, you know, I, I was I was reading uh, Al Golden. See, like the, the, the media stuff is good. Right. So you get a you get a little <laughs> bit of. You get a little bit of something. I was reading about his quotes today and he's talking yeah. about, um, you know, trying to like a bunch of people on defense are cross training at different positions. Right. So he wants everyone to be ready to go in at any spot 
whenever, right? So just like full understanding of their roles and on different um, different positions on the defense, whether it's Will, Mike, or um, Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So why are um, linebackers? I, I mean, the linebackers to me is a position I, in general, I, I the, the, it's probably the top of my list that I'm interested to see where we net out it with it by the end of spring, just because of the way it ended, you know, last year, because it, it, it ended on a bit of a downer and it ended on a mainly because you had so few healthy bodies by the end of the year. We had a couple guys playing 90 snaps a game or whatever by the end that uh, it just just kind of wore them down. And I still kind of wonder if some of the some of the last year's linebackers maybe were a little bit, you know, out of position because there was just nobody else like i don't know take take like a jack kaiser like he he was pretty good you know he was solid he had a couple huge negative plays uh you know the uh, the pick sixes but his his tackle for loss numbers were not you know not overly high compared to what we were used to from mm-hmm. you know uh you know Owusu koromoa which you know obviously he's a freak so obviously they were going to come down but i mean they came they came crashing down. And yeah. I wonder if he's going to be similar to like, uh, you know, as Marvel all was a few years ago where Bilal was pretty bad as a Rover. Uh, I mean, he, he was just not very good as a Rover. He was like a guy out there when he, when he was a Rover and then he moves the buck, in, you know, for his, his final season. And everyone's like, well, you know, whatever, we'll see what happens. And all of a sudden, like every week we were like, Oh, that's Bilal again. Like, Oh, this, okay. You know, he just needed, yeah. to, he just needed to play buck. So I wonder if like, you know, Kaiser is going to be like that. But then at the same time, you're like, well, then if he is like, what do you do with Leofau? Who, I mean, it's a great problem to have where if, uh, you know, if they're both, you know, capable of playing a lot of snaps there, because that was, I think, one of the biggest issues with linebacker last year was you had four guys playing all the snaps. Yeah. Uh, and yet, so like, where, where is this? Like, who's going to end up where? Does Bertrand, you know, end up as Mike? If he does, is it is it a timeshare again between he and Bauer? Like it was last year between Bauer and White, that might be the best, you know, case scenario at at Mike, um, because look at how good Bauer looked at the end of the year because he wasn't playing the snaps that Bertrand was right. playing. He looked right. fresh. He was great, and he was we'd never seen Bo Bauer in coverage the way he looked the second half of uh, you know of last season. Um, and then you got Prince Collie, who, I mean, his freshman year almost like a wash based on the way that it started. So where does he fit into this mix? Like, is he if I mean he is a high school Butkus Award winner? So like I I look at that and I go like, well, unless that was just way off. Like he's got to be too talented to keep off the field. So where do you right. play him? Right? And it's like it, it's it's a it's an interesting position that Golden finds himself in. You know, coming in and, and taking over that group because then he's got the all the early enrollee linebackers too. And it's like I mean that position in theory it 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 very well could look much different than it did at the end of last year, even though the majority of the linebackers are, you know, are returning. So I'm really interested to see, you know, what, you know, what happens. Like, like it, 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 it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if a scenario existed where at the end of spring, they're like, well, if we were to pick ideal positions for all these guys, Kali, Kaiser and Leofau are all bucks. So how do we now get them all on the field in some capacity if that's if that ultimately is each of their best positions? And then who plays Rover? Yeah. 
in that, yeah. in that scenario like that so that's because i don't know that we have like other than like you know you look at somebody like sneed and he's a yeah, he true fret not even true. I mean, he's high school senior right now, basically. And yeah. he reported what what was his weight listed as? We talked about it before. I it was like, 998. Right? Yeah, that, right? He needs he would need to pack on a lot of weight to be able to play, you know, a substantial amount of snaps in the in the fall. So if you don't necessarily have a you know a a classic, you know, what we would think of as like the rover, what do you, what do you do there? And that then maybe what do you do? You, you uh, Golden talked a lot about Jordan Botello today because he got asked about him. Who's another player? I'm. I don't know where he's going to fit in, in the grand scheme of things. I just know they have to find a way to get him on the field because mm-hmm. when he gets on the field, he pops like yeah. and it, sometimes for not the best reasons, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but like, where does he fit into the mix? Golden said, he's like, he he could play a little Rover. He could play Viper. So there's, there's just, it, even though the defense is kind of the same because it's Freeman's, there's a lot of moving parts in general on the defense that I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah. So I think that's right. And I think, and I think that, um, I think out of spring, I don't think there will be any positions settled beyond yeah. like um, like Marist, I guess. But beyond that, I don't think there will be anything settled going into the fall even. Because a, a you want, I, I think I think that um, if if nothing else, I think that we they want all those guys feeling like okay, like I have a role on this team and I'm going to play snaps. Yeah. In, in a real situation. Right. And I think yeah. they have a, a bunch of guys who are capable of that. So you want to, you know, keep those guys um, engaged. You yeah. want to keep them, you know, fresh feeling like they, they, they are a big part of it. And then with the cross training thing, like you're, you're getting them to the point where it's like, I'm not locked in behind X guy. Right. So like yeah. Prince Polly, it's like, Oh, I'm a will. Right. And so is Maris. Therefore, I'm not going to get on the field. Like, so, no, we're going to teach you a whole bunch of stuff so that you can you can all play together. Right. So. um, So, yeah, so I think that's a super intriguing position, Um, you know, uh, like offensive line. Like, I think the whole thing kind of like loses its luster um, because of the Patterson injury. Mm -hmm. Right. Like because it's not one of those things where you know once patterson comes back he's gonna be the guy at center so like you don't want to move someone Mm-mm. to that spot who it's like oh yeah like this is a good solution for us like no because you know patterson's gonna take that spot right so yeah pe- some people had um you know surmised that maybe that maybe uh what's his name christophic could do it because he had taken snaps it was like well they don't want to do that because you want Kristoffic to get ready to go at guard because yeah, he's exactly. not going to play center because that's going to be Patterson. Right. Um, so that's interesting. Right. So you, I, I think I saw there was a photo out where that Carell was in there with the first team. It looked like, um, that makes sense. Right. Cause he was, he, you know, he was always the backup. So, um, there's that. I feel like the line is just kind of like, it almost doesn't even matter what it looks like in the spring. Um, well, it'll be interesting of, to watch Alton Fisher and where it, they which it's sides about, they're on. It's about individual development, not yep. um, not group cohesion, because you're just not going to get it yeah. because of the, the again the Patterson thing, right? 
so it's like develop and maybe not like like maybe you want to get that cohesion from like the guard and the guard and tackle on the each side of the ball right so you want Fisher's on the right. If he's going to be working with Lug or Spindler or whoever, like you want those guys to start working well together and Christophic and um, all on the left side. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like, so the spring game comes, if they don't run the ball that great or whatever, like that's, I'm, I'm not going to be freaked out about it because it's just, it, it's going to look different in the fall and everyone kind of understands that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I mean, the Buckner thing, right? Like, well, yeah, Buckner's huge. Like, that's, I that's mean, the, the quarterback goes without saying. Yeah, it. like, that's kind of like the big, you know, the big thing that everyone's kind of looking towards at this Many point. people are talking about the quarterback position at, right. at Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, Greg. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, do, do you think we're going to end the spring with a, I mean, do you think we're going to end the spring with a starter? I think we've started the spring with a starter. Yeah? Like a name. I think so. I mean, they're not going to go with Buckner. Like, he'd have to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have to be really bad. Like, we can't. And and, and it's not to say that, like, because Pine is terrible. What I mean is, like, he would have to be bad to the point where it mitigates his ability to move around. Yeah. You know, it's just the ceiling is so freaking high. It's like, right, you, right. You know, like you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna not go with him just because, like, well, you know, maybe on on a, you know, I don't know. I I could see a scenario that again that exists where it's like, well, one game, maybe Pine actually gives them the better chance to win one, you know, one specific game, but like yeah. Buckner's got the ceiling that you're like, yeah, but like. Long term, you you know, that's that seems to be the future. So, well, you're talking about the best possible version of the team, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it's like if if like you take a Buckner out of the equation, can Pine do it? It's it's like the it's like the Ian Book thing, right? Like, um, it's 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 not that Ian Book can't do it, right? Because obviously he went and did do it. It's not like Drew Pine can't do it. It's that you you want the best version of what the team can be. I mean, that's why they went with Wimbush in 2018 to start, yeah. even though Book out outplayed him in this in the fall because because of uh, Brandon's legs. And Ian Book was a, obviously a very good runner, but Brandon it wasn't had Wimbush, a, yeah. it's just a different kind of explosiveness, right? So, and you know, Brandon had you know a, a, a stronger arm and a liver arm and that sort of thing. So you want to give your team that chance. Right. So I think with Buckner, it's the same thing. Like you just want to give your team the chance to have yeah. that guy. Um, and if he can't do it right, then, then obviously you go with Drew and then you do everything you can. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's kind of like the, the thing that hovers over all of this is just what does Buckner look like? How does he look in the pocket? Can he work from the pocket? Is he consistent in the pocket? That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, do you, and do you think, but do you, I guess my question is more, do you think coming out of spring, Freeman will say, we have a, we, you know, Buckner's our guy, or is it going to be like, uh, no. what was the year? I was going to say, yeah, they're, I mean, cause even it, the, it'll be a, it'll be, a, they're, they're going to keep battling kind of yeah, thing until, until like mid August when yeah. it, even there, cause even though I was trying to think, what was the year where it was, uh, 
Where Kelly didn't want to name Golson, even though everybody was like, we know it's Golson. Uh, uh, probably right. 20. You know, that could have been like any year. That could have been like any yeah, year Golson right. was the starting quarterback because it was like uh, he he always like 20, 2012 was like they're, they're going to start Golson. But he didn't name Golson until, you know, well into uh, well into fall camp. So. All right, well, I mean, yeah, so I, I think obviously the quarterback kind of that situation overshadows overshadows everything but uh, there's still other positions i still interior defensive line is something i'm interested to see how that plays out now because if i'm looking on paper at this defense like yeah there's questions at corner maybe there's questions at safety but there's 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 guys there there's talent there the one thing that i do wonder about on the defense is like do they does is notre dame gonna have enough bulk on the interior of that defensive line, uh, you know, to, you know, to go up against maybe a, you know, a strong running team uh, that that's going to come, come right at them. I don't know. That That's, that's still kind of one of the, I think questions I have just roster wise, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, of, of this team. I think there's, I think there's very talented interior defensive linemen. It's, do they have enough, you know, enough size, uh, you know, enough strength on the inside that, uh, you know, that Foskey's not just going to get doubled every time because they don't have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, kind of you know, the power rush from, uh, you know, from from the middle. So I'm going to be I'm interested to see how that plays out, you know, just again, not just throughout spring, but heading into the season. So I'll be watching that. And you got the safeties, too. You know, they're replacing a guy who was pretty good. I'd say pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, speaking of, uh, how do you think, uh, how do you think your guy is, uh, Kyle Hamilton for those who don't know this, which if you're listening this long into the podcast and you don't know who Greg's guy is, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what to, what to say, but, uh, how do you, how do you think he's going to do tomorrow or, uh, you know, today when, as most people listen to this podcast, at uh, you know at pro day, uh, I think he's just gonna run the forty. Yeah. Um, he wasn't super fired up about his last forty at the combine. Yeah. How do you think? Um, you think he's gonna go get a better better time? I, I would like him to. I, I think he. Uh, it's not so much me. I think he would like to run in oh, yeah. a straight line this time. Um, okay. You know, I I don't know. Like it, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I, I would think he would just because you train longer, right? He's not yeah. a sprinter. He's not yeah. a sprinter guy. So like you, it's the also more, so long. yeah, the more you train to run, the the better you'll be just yeah. generally speaking. Right. It, you know, you'll drop the time. You think Kyron's going to run better to, at the, what was he? He was four, six, five. Yeah. Um, shoot. I hope so. I hope so too. I really uh, hope so. for him. I just, I mean, like, I, I think that, you know, honestly though, like it wasn't as bad as it looked as it, as it seemed live because live it's like four seven right four seven two and that goes down to like four six five like four six five isn't a total disaster like four seven two is you no, know but, but if he no, here's the, the here's the problem is it's not look so like Kyle right Kyle had the forty time and it was four five nine and that's slower than people expected right not by a ton yeah but it was slower. Even him, right? Like even he admitted, like I expected to run faster. 
but you look at the other um, the other metrics that that test explosiveness, right? So you're looking at the the broad jump. You're looking at the vertical jump, right? And he broad jumps 10 feet 11, and which is like in the 80th percentile above 80 and above, and he verticals 38 inches. So that's again like way up in like the 90th percentile, something like that. So if you're if you're a scout and you're wondering like is this guy explosive? Well, you just okay. He didn't run the greatest 40, but he also had these other metrics that show me like yeah, he's he's an explosive guy, right? Um, and there's like the the GPS results and all those other things that that these teams look at. For for Kyron, he he ran the slower 40 and he also didn't have like a very good vertical and he didn't have a very good broad jump. So it's like, it just all, it's all kind of like confirming, like, this isn't a very explosive player. Um, in terms of just physical, his physical traits. Um, but then again, like, you know, when everyone's cheering for Kyron and going on and that sort of thing, like no one ever said like, you know what the thing about Kyron is, he's such a great athlete. Right. No, like he's a great football player. Yeah. He's got um, an insane vision, balance, and uh, tackle breaking ability. Right. So That's the, what makes the, him hope, great. the hope is to, you know, hopefully get that 40 time down to, you know, 460, hopefully. Right. Like if he ran a 459 somehow, like that would do him a lot of good, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just to show he can, but. Yeah, I mean, look, his size is his size, right? Like he's just not the yeah. biggest guy. Hey, if he if he were to land on a certain certain uh, you know team in Philadelphia with a later pick because uh, because of it, I wouldn't be I would not be upset. But uh, what what's your official? I don't know if you have one. What's your official Kyle Hamilton draft position prediction? Prediction? Yeah. What do you think? Is, well, let's start this way. What do you think the absolute lowest he goes is? Like worst case scenario right now. Like worst worst case scenario. What's what's the lowest he gets picked? And I could I could while we're talking I can Google the the, the draft order if it, if it will help. Well, the lowest I've seen him is like recently Daniel Jeremiah had him eleventh to the Redskins, or not Ugh. the Redskins, the Commanders. Sorry. Oh well, I just um, meant I, I meant oof because I don't I don't want I hate when. These Notre Dame players go to the NFC East. It really bothers. Well, me. so like just, I, to be clear, I don't care where he goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I hope he goes as high as as possible. Um, but just like from a selfish point of view, I would love it if he ended up in the AFC West somehow, um, or the NFC West. Although I don't see how that's really possible. Mm. There would have to be trades. Um, yeah. No. And. So, I mean, honestly, like if, if he was to fall, I think he would definitely end up on the Eagles because they, they have so many picks. You guys have so many picks. Don't, don't, don't you get me even thinking that it's possible because our highest I mean, and, pick and, is 15. And I could, and, and, but the, the, here's the thing, though. The highest pick is 15. Because you have so many, it would that's be true. easy just to trade some. Trade up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. My God be amazing it would be amazing if he if he land because the eagle i mean i don't know man the well not to derail but the eagles offseason it's just been weird it's, it's just like you're deciding like hey we were nine and eight last year let's run it back yeah yeah anyway um no i have i have the the, the draft order loaded up you know right now 
And you know, looking at it, I've seen some some mocks have him second to Detroit. That's so the highest. I, I, I'm not a big like Mel Kiper, Todd yeah. McShay guy on that, but mostly because I think it, it's more to do with their own kind of. I mean, obviously things they're hearing. Yeah. But it's more of just like this is what I think yeah, should, yeah. should happen, rather than this is what I hear will happen. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I don't know. Start- I, I think I think right now it just from just based on like things that I read and things that I hear, like listen to. I think that that other players are like the quarterbacks. Like people are kind of enamored with Malik Willis right now. Yeah. Um, maybe little yeah. Cody Pickett. Some of the guys at the combine. Like I think right now, so Kyle is kind of like an out of sight, out of mind situation. So. I think if he has a, you know, if he runs a good 40 tomorrow, that maybe could pe- people would be like, oh, okay, like actually that's right. He is yeah. this um, super duper, you know, creature, Ter- predator, pterodactyl. pterodactyl, condor, you know, not of this earth kind of right. talent. And so that, that kind of, you know, the juice gets going on him a little bit. So we'll see. God, I really hope he doesn't end up on the Giants. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you, then then Ashton, you, you and Ashton, well, Ashton would love it, odds. but I mean, you'd like, be at odds. And Jude, oof, and Jude's Jude's, a Giants guy too. I mean, I also, I told, I live, I like 15 minutes. I don't know how many. I haven't driven to the stadium. I live, I live close to that stadium. Oh, okay. So I mean, I know a lot of Giants fans. Um, but I mean, they have two picks in the top 10, like. And that's a team that needs it. I mean, they they reasonably like the Giants should be target like be hoping that they can get Kyle Hamilton because like, I mean it's a team that needs. Top, I think you just need elite talent. And with two in the top ten, I mean they also need a quarterback though. So I don't know. Oh God, no, they're they're all in on Daniel Jones. No, they are not. No, they are not. Uh, and also for Kyle's sake, I hope he doesn't end up on the Jets because that's just nobody wants to go there. Um, I don't know. The top 10 is like, you look at them and you're like, man, none of those teams are like a, I mean, I guess you're not drafted in the top 10 if you're a safety away from, you know, from, from being, but I mean, you think, I, I mean, Houston is in a rebuild. I, I doubt they're, they're, they're going for Kyle, but uh, they're going for a safety at, at three. Not they, especially now that they have like a billion. Well, who knows though? They also have a billion picks over the next few years after, uh, you know, after their trade with, uh, with Cleveland. So, right. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. It's thirty four days away still. I didn't realize it was that far away. Man. Yeah. Man, oh no. Say I don't know. I might be uh maybe I might be traveling actually when uh, when that happens. No, I will not. Okay, good. Um, just look, <laughs> just looking at just looking at the dates. Oh man, fun tangent here, and this is where where we break it away from just Notre Dame football and and bring in the life stuff that's fun. Uh, I do remember last NFL draft, like having a moment, because um, at this point, last NFL draft, I already knew the baby was coming, and uh, you know my wife is like, I can't believe you watch like three straight days of just just. <laughs> This draft footage, you know, just like over and I'm like, it's I just love it. And like the first yeah. night, first night of the draft, I remember sitting in my recliner in my office here and just being like, it's late. I should go to bed. And then going, wait a minute, 
when is the next? I was like, you might, you might not be able to just stay awake, like drinking beers, watching the draft with no real responsibilities for like 18 (laughs) more years. And I was like, I'm going down. I'm going downstairs. I'm getting another beer. Might've gotten two more after that and just kept, just kept watching. But that moment that, that thought, that whole thing went through my head where I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this next year where I just don't have to worry about, uh, about, about another, you know, a little tiny human life form downstairs. So, yeah. so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I probably won't be able to have that same moment this year. But uh, I do enjoy the NFL draft quite a bit. Um, but uh, that was a tangent that we didn't we didn't really plan on. Um, you know, once we once we started talking. Do you have any thoughts on the the safeties, the safety position, uh, and and Kyle's error, you know, error parent? All I can really say is um, I like Henderson a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Watts a lot. And Brandon Joseph is supposed to be better than them. So yeah. I don't know. Like, it, again, I don't know. We haven't seen him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we don't know. I, I like, And there was nothing really about him even on the first day. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I think – I think we'll hear some stuff from, I think I, coming I think, out of Saturday. I think the only logical explanation at this point is they're just trying to keep it all secret because of how great it is. I think so. I, mean, I think that's that what right. else could it be? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I can't think of another logical explanation for it. But right. uh, the more we are talking about it, too, the more I realize there's, there's a like. I mean, every off season there's a lot of moving parts, but there, there's a there's a lot of moving parts. You know, this off season you got new quarterback, you got you know, one of the best running backs in program history leaving. You got questions on the back end of the secondary, or, or so just the back end of the defense. You got uh, you get some uh, some questions at linebacker as to who plays where. So we, we got very, man, and think about how lucky, you know, we got with the decisions of, of, of players coming back. Like, there's a lot of question marks right now. Think about how many more there could be if we did not get so lucky. Like, um, yeah, man. Like if Fosky, man, it'd be dark. Well, Fosky, Patterson. I mean, Patterson would probably could have like been all right, but I mean, it's like Fosky, Adamiola, uh, even even somebody like Bauer. Because then it's like, well, who's the Mike? I guess it's Bertrand, and I guess he's playing 90 snaps a game again, right? Yeah. Like that's that's where we were at, and. Um, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty wild to think back to that fun little two week period where, you know, it was a lot of uh, they weren't sending out the bat signal like they were for commit. <laughs> they, they were for commits. But it was a fun two week period to be a Notre Dame fan where it was just like literally every decision other than Kevin Austin went our way. And to think back about what this what spring ball could look like if it didn't is a little it's. whoo. Uh, I mean, so it's still though, like I said, there's, there's, there's a lot of questions on this team and I mean, it's going to be, it's gonna be the long off season, I think, yeah. of, of trying, of Notre Dame trying to, uh, you know, to, uh, to figure this all out, especially with basically almost a completely new coaching staff. But, uh, you know, let's, let's, let, let's switch gears for a second. Um, this is where if we had sponsors, we could do a sponsor. Uh, oh yeah, a sponsor hit. I know those those. Are, those would be great if we had them. So if anybody's <laughs> if anybody's listening that likes to sponsor podcasts, hit us up. Uh, 
But uh, no, because uh, this is not related at all to what we were just talking about. But uh, you and I talked about this a little bit, um, you know, as we did our 30 second prep work <laughs> for this podcast of, uh, you know, just kind of not 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 spring football related, but uh, recruiting related uh, and just I guess kind of program in general related, uh, you know, regarding, you know, the the current landscape of NIL in college football. And where Notre Dame sits, and you know, it seems like there's a lot going on in the world of NIL, uh, in, in in outside of Notre Dame, but not a whole lot that we're 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 seeing, you know, officially or unofficially, whatever you want to call it, out of uh, you know, out of Notre Dame. So yes, you know, I mean, we're seeing the eight million dollar deals going around. You're seeing uh, you're, uh, Adidas saying they're 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 putting their thing together. Um, there's just uh, you're, there's there, there's a lot that that other programs are doing. Notre Dame, I know, has now got the you know the Irish Players Club thing that has been uh, you know that that's been organized, but not not a whole lot else. Um, what what are your what's your take or your thoughts on? Uh, you know, where the Irish stand in that regard at this point? So I think that, you know, after we saw kind of what, how the, the last cycle ended, right? And and it all ended with just like a lot of moves, like a lot of NIL moves, right? Like yeah. players basically just being offered money, right? And and that's, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's fine. It, it is what it is, right? And And it's, and to me, it's like, that's just, there's an opportunity there. The NCAA isn't really a part of it. So yeah. they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to basically punt and let the, the universities handle it the way they want. And there's like, not even going to be like any sort of compliant, like no, no one's freaking, they're going to do whatever they feel like. And they're going to yeah. dare the NCAA to do something about it. And obviously they won't. So there's that. And I don't even have a problem with it, right? Like Nico, if someone wants to give you eight million dollars, then freaking take it, right? Like that's no problem. The kid from uh, the kid from um, Long Beach Poly who's going to Tennessee, right? Like if you can get it, you can get it. You know, no, no, like that. That's the way. That's the that's the market, right? Yeah. Um. And I don't ever foresee Notre Dame ever getting into that sort of thing. But you know. Here's the thing. You have Notre Dame, like the whole brand of Notre Dame is, you know, the whole 4440 thing, right? You 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 can come here and we'll set you up for for your setup for the next 40 years of your life for success, right? Whether that's through the, the education that you get, you get a good job, through the connections, through the 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 you know the 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 alumni base, right? Like, like, uh, you know, I, for some reason I can't think of the word, but basically you can like Notre Dame. It's, it's a good place to network, right? Network. Right. And, and so, you, you know, it, it's all lined up for you. Right. And we've got a bunch of smart people that came here and Notre come to Notre Dame and you're going to be smart like that too. And you're going to get a good, the same education and all those smart people. And we have this great alumni base and we have all these people with all this money and all these great ideas and you know that's why you want to come to Notre Dame because of that opportunity right so where is it then like where is the 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 where are the ideas where are yeah. the 
where is the the forward thinking of this is a good way for Notre Dame to to keep its brand as a as an ad- academic university, right? That mm-hmm. also has top flight, you know, athletics. Where is that? Where, where's the where's the plan, right? Like I see all these other schools, like Penn State just had a thing come out. I think it was in the Athletic about you know what their alumni base is doing. And obviously, you know, there's there's Adidas has an NIL thing coming out now, and all these all, all of these universities have these either collectives or or some yeah. type of plan. Where's Notre Dame's plan? Like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. What what who who is sitting like who? What, where is what is their NIL compliance office like? How many staffers do they have on this right? And it's just kind of like like. It's not that I need Notre Dame to offer, let's just say Dante Moore, because they're recruiting him right now. Like I'm not saying that Notre Dame needs to offer him six million dollars or eight million dollars or any of that, right? It's not that I need them to do that. It's that like what's the plan beyond, you know, because like look, a lot of people have said a lot of things about the the Irish Players Club and you know NFTs and all that. And some people like the idea and some people don't, and that's fine. I think I think at the core of it, it's just about like, look, you can be a part of this club that that gives money where the money goes to the players, basically, and you're supporting yeah. the football program and the players. And maybe some people don't like it and maybe some people do. But it shouldn't really be Mick Asaf's job to be the one spearheading Notre Dame's NIL contribution. Agreed. You know, like it's not, it should not be up to him. Yeah. He, he came up with an idea and, and if other people don't like it, that's fine. But at least he had an idea that he executed on. True. And whether you say, you know, the, you know, Brady Lindsay said, you know, $3,000 has gone. Whether you say that's an, a lot or not a lot or whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that like he went and did something. So yeah. who else is doing something? And so like, that's kind of where my frustration is, is like, this is what, you can't just you can't just wave around and say, oh, like, you know, Tennessee and Ohio State and all these other schools like that's outside the that's outside the. Um, the the spirit of what NIL is yeah. supposed to be and all oh, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to do it the right way. It's like you're not doing it anyway at this point. Right. And don't tell me it's about growing a player's social media presence. Please don't like that's not. That's that's not how it's going to work. OK, like no, like but, real ideas are needed. So here's my take. And this came to me as we were talking. So good because you had asked me earlier um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, what? I didn't I mean, and I still I wouldn't say I like have a very strong take on it, but I kind of feel like and again, this is not based on any knowledge that I have, uh, you know, insider knowledge or any, any anything like that. But I kind of feel like. If Notre Dame was really like, you know, way, 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 way behind everybody, I kind of feel like we would be hearing it at the very least indirectly in terms of recruiting news. Because, I mean, obviously NIL is a big part of recruiting now. And Notre Dame's doing pretty good in recruiting right now. And they're trending in that direction. And I can't imagine that there is just like no thought going into it 
I can't imagine that that, that that there's no thought going into it with the the news that we hear on recruiting because the, the news is not like, well, you know, we got a bunch of recruits, but we'll see who they hold on to and we don't know who you're going to add. That That's not the news. The news and the general buzz on recruiting is like not only is Notre Dame number one right now in the rankings or, you know, or, you know, in the, in, in the top, uh, you know, in the top two or three or whatever. But that like the tidal wave could be coming of like, yeah, you know, you mentioned Dante Moore. There's a lot of positive vibes about about Dante Moore and Notre Dame. And, and you know, uh, what Braylon? Um, oh, man, why can't I remember? Braylon, um, James. Braylon James. I wanted to say Braylon Edwards so bad. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's late. I know it's not Braylon Edwards. All right. So like, you know, there's crystal balls for him, you know, coming to, you know, coming, coming to Notre Dame. Top 100 overall wide receiver. I can't imagine that there that at least to the recruits Notre Dame is not presenting something somewhat compelling uh, that that has eased any NIL concerns because otherwise, like I just don't see, I I, I can't see a, a a scenario in which Notre Dame is trending with all of these really elite recruits without having a really good answer for it on you know, on the recruiting front. And maybe it's not the best answer, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, you know, they're saying like, oh, there's this collective that nobody knows about. Don't worry. No, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying they have to be, they, there must be something that like Notre Dame has in its arsenal right now, at least in terms of like when they get asked about it. Because otherwise, I don't think we would be seeing Notre Dame trending with all these elite, elite recruits. You'd see Notre Dame trending with kind of guys that, you know, maybe, you know, in the past, they would get the like low four stars or the high three stars that like come from schools that send players to Notre Dame where Notre Dame is kind of feasted on, uh, you know, over years. That's not who we're seeing Notre Dame do well with right now. We're seeing Notre Dame trend with players that you're like, Whoa, okay. You know, that's not the normal profile we're seeing, uh, you know, trend to Notre Dame, like, you know, from whether it's regions or schools. So, I got to feel like there's something that may, again, maybe it's just not being publicized. Maybe many people are not talking about it, you know, <laughs> and you know, maybe, maybe that's a good thing, but, and that's, again, that's like me just like reading the situation. Cause like, I mean, and then maybe it's also maybe a little projection and hope of like, well, shit, if it's not the case, then like how are they going to hold this class together? Cause like NIL is not getting smaller. It's going to get bigger. So that's my kind of take on it or just like, you know, what, uh, you know, seeing how this is, you know, how this is all going. Um, and we'll know, I mean, again, in a couple months, if Notre Dame keeps racking up commitments from elite prospects, which I mean, they're so like, it's pretty crazy right now. How many elite players Notre Dame is like trending with on top of how many we already have. So, and I mean, they still got to hold on to all those guys. I know there's a couple in the class that they're going to have to keep recruiting, uh, you know, until until the very end. But um, I don't know. I I don't. I guess maybe 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 like after this long rant here, not even rant, but uh, that I'm that I'm saying is like until I hear a recruit say like or a, like say like you know what. I just didn't think that, uh, you know, Notre Dame was doing enough from an NIL perspective for me to go there until I hear that or until I hear them say, like, you know, 
maybe, maybe that's uh, you know maybe maybe that's what I need to hear to uh, to be a little more concerned. But that's kind of where I'm at with it at uh, you know at this point. I, I think I think that's fair. I think that's all kind of fair. What I, what I would say though is like like committed players are not signed players. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and we saw a lot of committed players at the end of last cycle. Yes. Flip and you know. That's what I said. We gotta see how it, we gotta see how. It so plays. so I, I my my concern is you know at the at the end of the day. Because these schools, you know, they're going to keep after these guys, oh, right? 100%. And my concern is, you know. It, Someone gets just, desperate. Well, this is what I would say. It, it just, I, I, I hope that Notre Dame is ready for that. And it, and if they, and if they are and they're not publicizing it, whatever, like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you make public? Like these are our plans. Because that's because that's you know, Notre Dame, no man. Like Notre Dame is not going to be there. No, because here's the other thing: is like Notre Dame is like they did the billboards, they did all that other, you know, hocus pocus. Like you're not going to do this now. Like to me, it's like if you, I, I think if they had a good plan, they would. Um, I think if they had a good plan, it it, it would be publicized. That's fair. That's that's that that that's fair. And I just I don't know. I feel like we'd be hearing more if it wasn't. Like if 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 players were if recruits were genuinely concerned, I feel like we'd probably be hearing about it more. So that's that's why I'm trying to take like any a more which is not like me to not overreact to something. I'm usually the one that overreacts. So I'm trying to take an even keel approach to it. Um, I mean, if you you were to ask me what my biggest concern about this class is, is that, yeah, is that, you know, in October, November, you're going to have programs who are like, damn it, you know, they're going to be like where Notre Dame was last year with receiver. It's like we struck out with everybody. So now we're just going to get our collectives to start throwing money at kids who are, uh, you know, who are who are com- committed somewhere else. And and we see to see, see some defections late, but that's uh, that that's my concern at this point. Yeah. But uh, all right, man. Well, we're coming up on an hour, so we got Can some we questions. Do questions? Yes. Oh questions. Yeah, 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 we got some questions. That's that's why I wanted to uh, a little little transition. Also, man, I haven't looked at. Um, I don't know if we have any any reviews. Maybe there's some reviews that say like, where'd you guys go? You know, we miss you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if we have any, I don't think we do. Um, so here we go. We're going to go into the questions. No, no, no reviews. Not surprising. Okay. So here's one we got from Brian Mann at uh, B man underscore 2017. I've seen a lot made of golden bringing some NFL uh, style structure to practices, uh, you know, since the start of spring, there's been some mention of quote sub packages and quote better use of periods. And I'm having some BVG flashbacks. Please help. This might be the first pod where I didn't bring up BVG first. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that a listener. That's that's me. That's that that's me in my my off season Zen moment of blocking out BVG. But BVG still makes an appearance. Um, Worst assistant coach in Notre Dame football history. Um, I mean, do you have any? I know, I know. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Our buddy Jamie at ISD made some 
BVG references uh, when Golden was first mentioned, and I sent him a Twitter DM and was like, you've now scared me off of Al Golden completely uh, by making the BVG reference. And he was like, well, I, you know, I, you know, I probably shouldn't have said it that way. Uh, I'm, uh, and, and he had said like he was warming up to uh, warming up to the idea prior to Golden's hire. But, I, you know, with BVG, it wasn't the fact that he had sub packages and things like that. The, the problem with Brian Van Goyter's defense was that it was like so complicated that one out of 11 starting defenders uh, understood it and really thrived in it. And that was Joe Schmidt. And that once Joe Schmidt got hurt, the defense fell apart, and never recovered. Um, and that was that was his big, big problem. And. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a valid concern of like Golden being away from the college game for a while and working with pros and being like having to scale things back and realize he's not working with pros. But I, I'm, I don't have BBG flashbacks yet. I don't know about yourself. I, honestly, like I, I'm, I have, I might be a little. If anything, I'm leaning overconfident on, on Al Golden. Greg is uh, the, the, buying so, well, the Well, I, I think stuff. I think the 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 I think the thing with BVG is like he was all scheme, which was totally complicated, and no fundamentals, right? So he didn't teach the guys the game of oh, football, yeah. and so that was th- there was it, like you know myriad problems going on with him. Wasn't it? Was so, it? Was it Redfield? Max Redfield, who said like I'm taking Mandarin Chinese, and right. that's easier than this defense. Yeah, right. Like they would they would. <laughs> throw out like they would throw out concepts like wholesale on things that they had worked so there was no there was nothing like base about their team it was like okay we're doing this against this team okay now this week we're doing something completely different like all the stuff you just learned is basically useless Mm. so that's what i mean like that's why you see so many busts in the secondary right like how many like how many times in the last like the post bbg era have you seen a like a, a player simply running free in the Notre Dame secondary? It's just not very often, right? No, no. And so it's like that's the difference, you know, is like the players know what they're doing now. Yeah. They didn't before because they, yeah. they would just be they would be confused and they would bust, right? So I, I think that, you know, I, I think Al Golden is I just like every time I, I I listen to him and I read what he says, it's just like I just keep thinking to myself, ah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, ah, it makes a lot of sense, you yeah. know. And so I I don't have I don't have any kind of concern um, with him as far as like being a BVG type coach, it, especially with the sub packages, because I think that was. Um, related to um like some red zone stuff yeah where it was like you know there's some there's there's like a red zone package that they have um and i think that was kind of the the quote there so i'm not i'm not concerned about that that's the kind of thing that would make me happy frankly so all right yeah so no no concerns there you know what else i also have no concerns with and this is not this is not product placement because we're not getting paid for this um, I have no concerns with my beer getting warm <laughs> when I'm using this little can cooler that I've bought. It's amazing, man. It's called Brewmate. 
again, we're not getting paid for this. We're not. They're not our sponsors. Um, so no. any any fellow beer drinkers out there, man. I mean, we we've been potting for an hour. The last sip was as cold as the first sip because uh, I tried to I tried to pace it. This thing's amazing. I don't know what the hell it's made out of, but hey, um, very very good. It was they're expensive. I think they're like twenty or thirty dollars each, but uh, well worth well worth the investment. So we have a few more questions. We'll, uh, we'll to to get through. Um, let's see here. We got uh, we got one from Alan uh, Alan Rutherford uh, at AM Ruth Earth uh, is, uh, is is a Twitter handle. I think this is for you. It's kind of spelled Greg G R A I G. So Greg Lorenzo Styles, greatest to ever do it, or just the very best to ever do it. So this one's for you. Um, greatest to ever do it, I think. Okay. No, he's right. a good player. He's he's good. He's gonna be great. Um, We're gonna enjoy him. Yeah. Of course. Oh, I mean, if anybody as bad as the you know Fiesta Bowl flashbacks and nightmares might be, Lorenzo right, so Styles, man, uh, he's going to be a lot of fun. I just wish we had like three of them. I wish we had three Lorenzo Styles in the receiving core, but. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to Robbie Knee Neighbor. Um, at big underscore scrab asked us a couple questions. More than a couple. Okay, here we go. Which non-starters surprise people this year? Which is a tough question to ask because we don't know who the starters are. So who is somebody we'll, we'll not right now thought of as a starter that's going to surprise people this year? Um, well, I'm going to stand for a safety and say, obviously, obviously, um, well, he, he might be a starter, but okay. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll be like the, unless he's the Rover, which I don't, I don't think, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think he'll, I think he'll get, he'll be heavy in the rotation. In yep. my opinion. Okay. Um, so there's him, another starter who's gonna surprise me. No, non-starter. Non yeah, right, right, right. Like non-starter. Um not a starter. I think Mitchell Evans could be one. Oh. That was Franklin. the first one that popped up. That was Franklin. the first one that popped up. That's good. In. That's good. There we go. Hey, you know what? It's been a month, but I, I still got the knowledge. It's still there. That's uh, a good one. I, I like I, I endorse. I like him a That's lot. A I like him a lot this year. Um, I was trying to think defense. There's probably a defensive line non-starter. But the problem is it's like, again, who is the non-starter, right? Like Howard Cross could start, you know, potentially next to – I guess he could start. Eh, he's probably not going to start. He's probably more of a of Adam Yola's backup. So, yeah. Well, yeah the thing is, is like Howard Cross isn't going to, like, surprise either. You know, he might. Like, he could play he because could we play know he's going to get. We know he's going to get a ton of reps. So it's like that's true. What about I mean, like I, what about like Aaronsberger? I I think I think Aaronsberger would fit. I think Nana would fit. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just I want to say one of the corners. I just can't. I, I don't know. I don't know who though. That's I, right. I, I literally so have no clue. I have no idea. Remember a time where Notre Dame has had like as many corners, and we're just like, who is it going to be? Like, there's so many of them. Like, we've recruited so many. Um, So hopefully, there's there's uh, there there there's a hit. I think Mitchell Evans is a is a really good pick. I think that's a great pick. All right. Well, then we're going to move on to to Robbie's next question, which was which running back 
Well, he just says which running back has the most yards. Didn't necessarily clarify total yards, <laughs> yards from scrimmage, uh, you know, the rushing yards. Let's go rushing yards. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll assume it's rushing yards. Which running back leads this team in rushing yards this year? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tyree. Um, but he may not have the most carries. Yeah, I can see that. I want it to be Tyree. I love Chris Tyree. So I just, th- I just think he's gonna break big ones. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's him or Diggs. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'll go Tyree as well. Okay. Ideal three wide receiver starters. Who are our three wide receivers? Ideal. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's like you know at least one or two. So it's really like who's your third? Um, I mean, it'll be it'll be. I mean, it's gonna be uh, Diggs. Oh, not Diggs. Uh, Styles, uh, Lindsey, and Davis. Yeah, probably. That's who it'll be. I mean, I, but if ideal, if you're asking me, ideal, I would prefer it to be uh, uh, Colsey. Styles and probably Lindsay, even though I love, even though I love Avery Davis, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I think that's like you're probably like your best core collection of of talents. Although Avery Davis is really like at this point maybe one of my favorite Notre Dame players like of all time, just based on his whole career playing like six positions back and forth and just being like cool. I'll play whatever. Like in this day and age to have an Avery Davis be like, I was recruited as a quarterback, but I played like four other positions because yeah. the, te- the team needed me to do that. Now I'm going to come back for a sixth year. Is just like, you don't fly. So like, he's always going to, he's always going to be like one of my favorite players, but he's also coming off of ACL. So if you're asking me like ideal three wide receiver starters, like it, maybe it's ideal that Davis is not one of your starters and you're using him like more strategically. I don't know. That's where, that's where I'm going with that one. I mean, he's going to be a captain, so. That's true. That's <laughs> actually a question. Well, maybe we'll do that again. Maybe if we pod again before the next month. It's one of my other big questions about this team is, like, who are going to be the captains and where does the leadership come from? But that's probably a, a discussion for uh, for another day. So, Robbie. Robbie still has one more question. Or maybe he only wanted us to ask one. I don't know. He wrote the next one was, "Does Mayor get his recognition?" And then he wrote, "Pick your poison." So maybe he only wanted us. To, you know what, Robbie? I don't know if he only wanted us to ask one. We got asked all four though. Does Mayor get his recognition this year? And we're talking to you, Mackey Award, and your nonsensical uh, <laughs> finalists from last year. I still like. I don't know, man. It's like all the awards last year was like, we're gonna overthink everything and we're gonna try to like outsmart ourselves, and they all just sucked. But does Mayer get his recognition this year? No doubt. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. All right. All right. So here we go. Um, our buddy Chris Jenkins at JenksSC318 always gives us questions. Thank you, Chris. Um, so and we kind of already talked about this, but who do you all think will be QB1 when the season starts, Buckner or Pine? He had a little autocorrect issue there. <laughs> <laughs> that he he little, little colorful language uh, that he uh, that he that he followed that tweet up with, but I mean I think we both already said Buckner, it's got to yeah. be it's got to be all right. So we got Clutch Sports Notre Dame at Clutch Sports ND. Do you think this could be one of the fastest overall teams Notre Dame has had since the Holtz era? 
I'm going to just go ahead and say no. I'm going to say no as well. Because um, I feel like we hear that every year. It's like, this is the fastest team. And then we see it and we're like, well, we got our corners that are getting, you know. Well, I don't think, yeah, like I don't think anyone in the secondary is like particularly, I mean, Ramon Henderson's really fast. Yeah. Um, But beyond that, you know, I, I, I don't like, think so. I, I think Maris is explosive. Like, I don't know how fast he is. Yeah. Linebackers you know? in general are not. Like, yeah, like they're not like burners or anything. Um, I think only one of the running backs really is a burner. Yeah. It's so I, I would, yeah, this doesn't strike me as like the, like a super fast team. No. So okay, we will. We both agree. Uh, we both agree. No, there. And then we got uh, fine wine time. Okay. At uh, at whining Ben. Um, after the small sample size of Tyler Buckner last year, do you think he can be top five in yards per carries again? And what are your expectations for him at Ohio State? Top five in yards per carry? Yeah. That's what what the mean? question says. Top five on Notre Dame's team? I guess. It must be. Yeah, I don't know what, because he wasn't, I mean, I guess, yeah, in the team. Because I mean, you um, think quarterback quarterbacks get the sack yards, you know, removed so from rushing. I think. Okay, do, do I think he'll be? I think he will be. I guess. Okay, who who rushes for more yards? Do you, in your opinion, who per who carry? No, no, no. This let me. Who rushes for more yards? Tyler Buckner or Notre Dame's second leading rusher? If Buckner plays every game, Buckner. yeah, assuming Buckner plays every game, Buckner. Actually, you know, okay. uh, but I don't know because I kind of think like Diggs and Tyree might be close, but um, but probably Buckner. Probably again, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what kind of timeshare they're going to do at uh, running back because we haven't mm-hmm. seen any footage, so we don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, little subtle. So that's kind of my. I mean, um, I think he's he's gonna run a lot if he's quarterback and he's healthy for 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 you know for for all all the games. What are your expectations for him at Ohio State though? Going into the shoe, what do you? What are your? I don't know. I mean, expectations, right? Like, what is that? My expectations are Tommy Frazier, ninety-five Nebraska. Boom. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I think that you know, I, I think that feels correct to me. Uh, what else could he do? He's going to just run for 400 yards like Tommy Frazier did against, what was it, Florida? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think, um, I don't know. It's it's so tough just because, like, I, I didn't get the sense that he was really, like, rattled at all last year when he played, uh, you know, Buckner. But, uh I mean, he's got to he's got to get really he's he's got to he's got to progress a lot in a short period of time for that uh, that game at the horseshoe. Yeah, like not being rattled doesn't mean he's you know yeah, throwing play great. Like, look, it's it's a tough situation, right? Like, you know what? Um, my, my you know what? My if if he does what Brandon did against Michigan in eighteen and just gets Notre Dame in a position to. You know, to win that game, that's that that that's as good as I think we can hope for. Yeah, I mean, look, look, unless he's not turning the ball over four times that game, I'm gonna probably be, I'm probably gonna be pretty happy. 
And look, if Everett Golson can go into Florida State and have us on the precipice, then so can Tyler Buckner. I agree. I concur. All right, so we got a couple more questions. Uh, Aaron Berger, at Clashmore Mike 83 asks us, any breakthrough players this year on offense or defense? Kind of already talked about that. Yeah. But if there's any others, any anybody breakthrough that we didn't that we didn't mention? No, you know, I I I am I'm, I'm I'm percolating Ooh. on a uh, on like a Chris Tyree like emergence, like as a like a you know a real RB one kind of guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm percolating on that. I, I wanna, but you're not yeah, ready need, to commit. It, it's one of those things. Like I need to hear some things. That you need I to see some to. footage. Uh, it's not even that. It's like I need to hear consistent, the same consistent kind of things, right? Okay. If he can get yards, where, where there aren't really, you don't see a bunch of yards there to be had, then I think we're really onto something. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. I defensively, I think Kali could merge, but again, there's like 18 linebackers that could. That's merge. good. He so, honestly, he absolutely could. He absolutely so, could. Um. All right. So 2023 QB that actually commits. So class of 2023. Ooh. Um. I mean, there's the big one. I mean, it's I. I feel like. I feel like we're at Dante everything, Moore or bust. Everything at this point. is pointing at Dante Moore right now. It is, it would right? Be, if, if they didn't get him at this point, I would be surprised. Mm, okay. I hope so, man. That would it be... just seems like ev- the way everything is, is moving. It's all... It just is moving in that, like, the, the you know, he, he, there's talk of him wrapping it up. I know. He seems he's coming on Monday now. I know, I know, I know. I want to, I so, want to believe. I want it, it, it I just, want it. it just, and, 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 and he's made comments like, I know that as a quarterback, I need to be on like kind of a different timeline than uh-huh. everybody else, you know? So I, it's like the quarterback needs to be in the class so that the rest of the class can come together. So that's like, I'm not going to wait around. Yeah. And Notre Dame seems to have the juice. It's all just kind of the winds are blowing, Frank. I know. The winds are blowing. Hey, it, it almost seems like it's him or bust at this point, um, which could be bad. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work our way because we've been in this situation before where you're like, oh, okay. Well, now we're resetting the board in uh you know in april or may or whenever but um man i i, I just i hope it is well uh, we we shall see so last question from aaron sorry score predictions for the horseshoe and also says miss you guys so we appreciate that um, yeah, i appreciate that it's Thank mainly you. it's mainly my fault that we've been missing this so uh it's my bad what do you, I mean, it's very early for score predictions, but if you're going to ask me today, do I think Notre Dame wins that game? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you all and say no. Uh, by the time we get there, I probably will think we'll have a, I think we'll have a chance, but I think. Win by two, three touchdowns? Two to three, two to three. Okay. All right. Um, uh, no, I mean, that, that's just, I guess there's a lot. 
lots of questions for Notre Dame to answer right now. Ohio State's got the home game angle going. They got their quarterback returning, which is big. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that didn't, Ohio State's going to have in their favor. But, uh, hey, that's why they play the games, and there's a long time between uh, between now and then. If, uh, if Buckner channels his inner Tommy Frazier, as I have already referenced, and probably then Notre Dame wins by four touchdowns uh, or whatever uh, – Whatever Nebraska beat uh, beat Florida by, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Last question, Brian Scope at Brian underscore uh, Scope. This is an interesting one. Thoughts on an all black uniform for the Shamrock Series game in Vegas? Uh, controversial opinion, but I love the idea of an all black with enough chrome and green accents to pop on TV. What are your thoughts? All black uniform. I'm not totally sure where um, I know. I know, like Josh at One Foot Down's been talking about an all-black uniform for a bit regarding this game. I'm not sure what the connection is. Maybe I missed it. Mm. Um, either way, if if so, I, I, I'm I'm down for that. Great. That's a no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna channel some. Um, the hell was that show? uh american idol that, that's a no for me dog like that's, <laughs> i'm gonna say no on that i love some of the wild uniforms um i love the green monsters that they wore in what was that 15 yeah love the green monsters that they wore in 15 in boston i love those 2013 uh shamrock series ones that were like the all white with the sweet gold helmets and some green accents on them but not mm, not 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 an all black uniform. That that is not uh, that's 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 there's that's just not no, no, the Notre Dame color. Now all green, I'm down. I go again. Well, the green monsters were all green. I can go green on green. Can go navy on navy, uh, but not 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 an all black uh, uniform for the Shamrock series. But I actually got a question. Are you are you thinking of going to that game, sir, in Vegas? I've seen oh, some yeah. tweets. You're no getting, question. Okay. Okay, so the reason I have to, so shockingly enough, we're we're talking to some friends, uh, you know, today, and uh, who are you know Notre Dame fans, and you know who we, who we, you know, we visit with, and uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to the game in Vegas, and my wife was like, should we be going? And I was like, wait, what? And you want it? She was like, we should we should we be going? And she's like. Uh, and she's like later and late later after that conversation starts, she's you know on the phone with her mom. She's like, so if we go to like Vegas for this, like, would you want to meet us there so you could like you know watch the baby for us while we go to the game and do stuff, and then you can go out. And I was like, wait, this is is this happening? So I, we might, <laughs> I don't know, we might uh, we might be going to that uh, now as well. Um, there you go. I feel like every Notre Dame fan is going to want to go to that game though, and those tickets are going to just be like stupid expensive. I don't know. Are they are they are, are ticket prices up for that yet? I just feel like it's going to be a not. I haven't seen them. That's going to be a not. That's not going to be a fun one. Um, <laughs> it's a big stadium, but uh, no. But uh, that's our last question, Greg. Okay. That's it. We did we it. Did it. We, we did, did it. it. Hour and twenty minutes. It's like even shorter than when we were doing this weekly. So. <laughs> um, I'm not uh, not too shabby, but uh, but this is fun. We should probably do this more, um, you know, especially while spring practice is going on. So uh, maybe we do this again next week. I don't know. We'll see. 
we'll see. But uh, any, uh, any, 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 any parting shots? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen. Is anything going on? And was anything fun going on in the tourney? Well, oh, oh, this Texas Tech Duke game is close. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, United States just drew with Mexico in soccer World Cup qualifying. Okay, is that good? Um, you remember? I know nothing. It's about better that. than losing. It's better than losing. They turned a two nothing victory into a zero zero draw. So that's not. That doesn't sound good. They got to win on Sunday. It would be nice. Wait, they got a win on Sunday, or they have to. They've win got on this? to win on Sunday. They've got to win. And who do we play on Sunday? Costa Rica. Is that again? I don't know soccer. So is that uh, is there a Costa of Rica? Costa Rica really needs to win. Oh, okay. So it's a big one. It's a big one. Okay. I don't know, man. I got uh, the only thing I've been watching lately is NBA, which I didn't mention a particular game from last night, but uh, we'll we shouldn't it. mention it since uh, none of our good players played. Hey, none Not of that our good matters. Not none, of our, matters. none of our good players played against the the Heat, and uh, we still beat the Heat. And then uh, the next night, Jimmy Butler tried to fight his coach and uh, everybody else on his team when they lost. Who did they lose? Oh wait, no, they lost to uh, the Heat. Then lost to what the they lost to the Warriors without you know Curry and Draymond and Clay. Uh, dude, the NBA is weird right now. I don't know. Um, well, I have no expectations. But I also have the highest of expectations for my NBTA team. So, hey, this was fun. We chatting about Notre Dame football. Who knew? Who knew, folks? How much fun that we would we would have uh, we would have doing this. We probably do it. Probably do it weekly. We'll see. Um, but we're gonna try to get back. Uh, try to get back on that cadence. Oh, and one late uh, question to add here that. Uh, in all honesty, I kind of missed when Greg and I recorded this live. So this is just Frank uh, doing a little addendum here. But saw the question, wanted to make sure that uh, that we that we covered it uh, this week because it is something near and dear to my heart. So the question comes to us from Doug uh, Sant at Dougie Sant. Uh, how many natties does Freeman win? How bad do we beat OSU by? And your best beer recommendation. So I'm going to wait until uh, Greg and I record again to handle the football-related questions because I know Greg will have takes on that. As we know, Greg will not have takes on the beer recommendation based on uh, based on what he's told us in the uh, in the past. So I did ask Dougie for a little bit of context because there's there's a lot of different uh, you know uh, situations you know for uh, for a beer recommendation. Do you want? Your best after work beer, your best during a game beer, your best all day drinker. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of different uh, scenarios. Uh, so he did clarify and say just your go to beer, the old reliable, if you will. So for me, I would say that is a uh, a lovely local beer uh, called Head High IPA from a brewery in uh, in New Jersey uh, called Kane. I've mentioned them on the pod a number of times. My favorite brewery. Uh, you know, hands down, that is their kind of go-to flagship beer, and it's one that no matter where I go, if I see it on tap, I know that's going to give me, uh, it's going to give me what I'm looking for in uh, in a beer. So that would probably be, I would say, my uh, my go-to go-to beer. Uh, I know those of you outside the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area might uh, not have ever had Cane, but if you ever see it, highly, 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 highly recommend. 
Um, as a follow-up to that question, we had one come in from Tim Flynn, at Tim3773, uh, saying, I want your least favorite beer, too, and why is it Bud Light? Uh, and to be honest with you, Bud Light is not my least favorite beer. Uh, if I'm going to tailgate, I'm going to be outside all day. Like, eh, I'm, I'm not above a Bud Light. I'll, I'll, I will have many a Bud Light if it's uh, you know a hot day out or if I'm at a tailgate. Um, for, so for me, actually, the least favorite beer would be pretty much any wheat beer at all. Do not like wheat beers at all. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I go in somewhere and the only thing they have on tap is wheat beers, like I might just, you know, not even get, uh, I might, I might switch, switch it up, get a cocktail, might not even, uh, might not even order a beer cause I just don't like them. So that is my least favorite. Uh, that's like my least favorite style. Cause I don't know if there's many, there may be a wheat beer or two that I like, but for the most part, all wheat beers, not a fan. So there we go. Uh, it was very important to me that I recorded this this morning and uh, slide this on in right at the uh, at the end of the pod. And, uh, you know, as always, go Irish. We'll be back hopefully next week to talk more Notre Dame football. Hopefully we'll learn a little bit more about this team and have more uh, to share with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.